Hello and welcome to a new episode of Spotless, your podcast for updates and trends in the cleaning industry, powered by Interclean. I'm your host, Robert Stelling, and today I want to turn your attention to waste, the need to reduce it, and why sustainable waste management is so crucial for businesses and, of course, for the world, and how what you can do to, to change that and how you can do to make impact with your business. I'm very fortunate to have two guests today to help me talk to you about this subject and help you guide in this difficult but very important topic. I'm joined today by Ben Klibbeli and Martin Hodgkinson, both from Rubbermaid Commercial Products, also known as RCP. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Um, before we get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Of course. Um, my name is Ben Clibbery. Uh, I'm the Head of Business Development uh, for the UK and Ireland um, for Rubbermaid Commercial Products. I've been with the business um, just short of six years, um, head up a small team in the UK and Ireland. And um, basically our role is to educate facilities management companies and users and our uh, distribution partners on the benefits of switching to environmental cleaning products. Yeah, and uh, my name is Martin Hodgkinson. I am the Marketing, Communications and Activation Manager for Rubbermaid Commercial Products EMEA. Uh, my role is split into two. So number one is anything to do with the RCP brand and all of our platforms, hence why I'm on this podcast today. Um, but then on the, the other side is working with Ben and the sales team to work with our distribution partners and end users. I've been with the business for uh, just over three years and uh, obviously heavily focused on sustainability and recycling in that time. Awesome. Thanks for sharing and uh, being here today. So let's get into it. Um, you know, as we know, climate change disrupts many ecological processes across the world, but the impact is going to be on, on humans is going to be substantial over time. And what do you guys think that the, the key risks are and what is needed to tackle them before they really become more serious? Well, firstly, I don't think we need to drown anyone in statistics and facts mm -hmm. and figures about the key risks um, because we hear about it on the news every single day and it terrifies all of us. Uh, climate change is a major issue. Uh, affects every single one of us every single day. And in a very negative way, there's far too many records being broken in the form of natural disasters, temperature increases, the list goes on. Um, and of course, it, it's devastating. The human race are currently walking at pace with our eyes wide shut into what is an irreversible environmental disaster. And it'll affect all of our lives and the lives of future uh, generations, uh, we believe, exponentially. Um, so we think that we have to be vastly more responsible with how we consume resources. And importantly, how we manage waste, because in theory, almost every resource can be reused or recycled in some way, shape or form. And as significant contributors of carbon from landfill waste, European businesses have a huge responsibility to implement the waste hierarchy into practice in their businesses. So in order to prevent and minimise the natural resources that they consume and to reuse and repurpose everything possible. Failing this, they need to ensure that optimized waste separation is in place in order to maximize recycling rates and of course use a waste partner who favor incineration over landfill practices yeah yeah that, that makes Separate. sense yeah oh sorry please go ahead of course so separating waste into multiple streams obviously adds complexity uh, into your current processes but of course consideration needs to be made about the environmental impact of those decisions of doing the bare minimum or doing nothing at all 
Yeah, sure, sure. And, and, and what do you think are the main differences be between companies that want to be sustainable and people that want to be sustainable? Well, I think the key difference is the, the speed at which um, individuals versus organizations can make a conscious decision to change and implement an action plan. Um, of course, as a, as a consumer, you can take action by stopping buying from one supplier and switching to another very quickly. Whereas compared to a business, um, there may be multiple departments and a real significant amount of stakeholders involved in that decision-making process. So of course, it's it's not easy. Um, research and data show that more than ever, customers are conscious and more conscious in their choices of who they spend their money with. So what products they buy, which hotels chains they stay at, uh, which retailers they choose to buy their branded products from, all based on their ESG commitments. Um, so at RCP, within our own journey, uh, which we named Love Sustainability, it's the work of many people, many departments based globally uh, across the organization. And we've all had the opportunity to input into how we evolve to become an ever more sustainable company. Yeah, very good, very good. And, and then how do changes to more sustainable practices impact the quality of cleaning within a facility? Because I can imagine that that's, of course, a question that every cleaner, cleaning person, every facility operator will have. Of course. Uh, I think that there's no shortage of innovation uh, and new ideas in this space. And in today's market, there should definitely be no drop off in cleaning results or efficacy uh, by adopting more sustainable practices. Um, and, and of course, it's a very, uh, it's a very dynamic conversation. So uh, existing products have been developed over time to be more sustainable, but also more effective. And whilst new products are being developed um, with performance and sustainability in the forefront of their process. So as well as improving hygiene and ergonomics, cleaning equipment uh, has developed to be more sustainable. Um, and uh, the, the um, building needs cleaning equipment and many businesses want to become more sustainable. Yeah, yeah of course, everybody wants to want to jump on that bandwagon a very, in a very good way, of course, I mean that. And, when, I, when we look at the cleaning industry, what can people in the cleaning industry do to ensure the products that they use, the processes that they undertake, um, are as sustainable as possible? Well, as previously mentioned, the great thing here is that there's lots of focus on innovation from manufacturers, from cleaning contractors, both in products and practices, uh, meaning that uh, innovation in the space will evolve at pace and, and it's a very dynamic conversation. So I think considering the waste hierarchy, and also the longevity of the goods that you purchase, um, because of course, when you buy better, you waste less. And when you waste less, you, you support more sustainable practices. Um, I think we'd also recommend that you record data about your consumption um, and also your processes and, and really measure that. Um, so that way you can assess costs and volumes and determine which changes will be the most effective in order to prioritize. Yeah. When it comes to Recycling specifically, um, RCP have uh, an online digital audit tool. Um, manufacturers of other cleaning and hygiene equipment will have similar, and this can help to simplify this and provide um, uh, the end user with uh, a, a very, very simple first step. And from a facility point of view, um, why is it important to talk about sustainable cleaning? What, what kind of recommendations do you have? Well, cleaning is something that every facility does. So improvements in the way cleaning takes place can reach the furthest. There's almost no facility off limits to more sustainable cleaning and methods. And of course it can evolve over time. 
companies that can offer better cleaning services based upon better methods and products used have a relevant marketing advantage with every single business that they target or approach. And the increasing amount of new business tenders that require a good accounting of sustainability, having communications that talk transparently, and how a clean contractor or provider operates mean demonstrating, you know, not only what's needed, but have embraced it as part of your commercial operations and culture. So in summary, it can give you a significant competitive advantage when going after new business. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, you mentioned already the Love Sustainability Program that, that Rubbermaid has. Um, I also read something on the Love Recycling uh, Program. And now often we hear a lot about negativity about climate. Uh, we talked already a little bit about how it affects people. But in opposition to what do you love about the people committed to recycling and su sustainability? How do their efforts make you feel about the future? Yeah, I think the, um, the, the the critical thing to consider here is is to your point. You know, there's a lot of negativity um, around the topic of sustainability and climate change, and, and rightly so. Um, you know, there's a lot of work needs to be done to make the make it better. Um, and it, it, it is okay to hope that we can avoid the worst outcomes um, of climate change, but ultimately, hope is not enough. You know, we need action. Um, that's going to allow us to to move to a brighter future. Um, and ultimately, when you look at, you know, the way that people work, um, having a sense of doom and gloom can motivate some people. Um, but the majority of people work when they're in a, a more positive, celebratory type of environment. So where we're doing things that are more positive and more engaging. And, and that's where um, the work that we've done under Love Recycling in particular um, has come in. Um, so the general cleaning cleaning industry um, and, and institutions like CSSA and CHSA have, have done some great work in representing the industry at governmental levels, uh, but also working hard to elevate um, the perception of the cleaning industry. Uh, where we've come in as a manufacturer um, is to work with the partners that we have in terms of distribution, but also our end user customers um, to elevate that um, that role within the business higher than what it is uh, today, uh, rather than it just being something that, you know, recycling or cleaning that just sits in the background. So one of the things that, that we've worked on is, is uh, the Love Recycling Heroes, where we had people nominate other staff members who did positive things around recycling and sustainability within their facility or within their community. Um, but we're also launching a global behind the scenes of clean campaign later on this year, which is a global initiative to recognize staff members who improve cleaning and sustainability actions. And ultimately, what, what does that mean? You know, you asked me there, um, how do their efforts make me and the business feel about the future? Well, Ultimately, and the main thing out of this is that it, it makes me feel more positive that we can actually make a significant change that's needed to to combat climate change and, and drive more sustainable actions. Yeah, it sounds like a great initiative also to to help get recognition for the cleaners and the role that they uh, play in, the, in, in this field. Um, you mentioned already the things you've done over the last few years. Um, you've talked a lot about true sustainability currently being beyond the reach of, of most businesses. Uh, so instead of focus on continual improvement is needed. Uh, does that make the journey you are on uh, more of a relay race? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we talk about uh, what it means to be sustainable, and, and we've mentioned this in, in multiple communications and, and the videos that we did with Interclean previously, but um, what it means to be sustainable is, is ultimately returning the resources that we take. Um, and we looked at you know, the official definition of sustainability. Um, and ultimately within human industry, that can't happen. Um, right now, because it sits so far outside of the natural order. And again, we mentioned, you know, manufacturing processes, warehousing, logistics processes, and all of these things are outside of what happens in the, the natural world. Um, but another aspect of sustainability often touches on resources being available for the next generation. Um, so, you know, we need to think about that uh, from, a, from a physical resource perspective, but also in terms of better ways of working. Um, and, you know, we should be the next generation that improves things so that the generation after us can improve things further. So when you when you say um, about a relay race, yes, it is like a relay race, but um, it's also about how many laps we can get from the resources that are currently in use without drawing in more. So it's, it's ultimately all about durability and longevity and making sure that we're not consuming more than what we need to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a message that's relevant, not just in cleaning, but in any business and in every day, everyday life. Um, to close off then, to, to look ahead, are you optimistic when you think about the future of global waste and waste management? Can we solve our garbage problem? We are, Ben. <laughs> I think it definitely requires a lot of focus, a lot of effort. Um, there's definitely uh, not resistance to change, but I think an acceptance of uh, doing the bare minimum. Um, taking uh, waste legislation as an example, I think um, governments across Europe need to do a lot more to support businesses, uh, to provide incentives, to provide waste contractors um, incentives to invest because things like um, incineration to waste, uh, sorry, energy from waste incineration plants uh, are very significant investments for, for these type of businesses, but um, they need to have confidence that the infrastructure will be supported and financed. Um, but I think that it does require uh, a lot of effort from all businesses and, and it's a very, very challenging thing to uh, bring everybody together, bring stakeholders together to drive towards one goal because at this moment in time, there's definitely an acceptance of doing the bare minimum to uh, to meet goals and, and elements of greenwashing as well, to be honest. So I think there is an element of optimism, but it requires action. And uh, of course, action is complex and challenging, multifaceted, but we're just here to do our bit and to influence uh, as many people as we can to, uh, to change for the better. Yeah, so... Um... A question to our listeners to take action so we so you can be a lot more positive the next time we uh, we speak i'd say uh thank you for joining martin and ben and for sharing your insights and expertise on this topic with with our listeners and thank you guys thank sure. you it's been uh, it's been a pleasure thank you and to our listeners of course thank you for listening thank you for tuning in uh don't forget to catch up with all our previous episodes on our website on spotify and or soundcloud and be sure to join us for the next time. That was it for today. Until next time.